Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Hello and welcome to another episode of Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, the comedy trivia show of answering questions and questioning answers. I'm your host, Spencer Hamilton, and I'll be awarding points to our two teams based on how well they know trivia and how good they are at lying. In Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, an incorrect answer is worth just as many points as a correct one. At least, as long as our players can trick the other team into believing it. Now let's meet tonight's panel. Oh, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, the comedy game show of answering questions and questioning answers. I'm your host, Spencer Hamilton, and uh, tonight's theme is going to be the Muppets. Ooh, yeah. That's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> very, some people on the stage are very excited. They've been waiting for this day for a long time. Oh yeah, dude. Let's uh, let's meet uh, our teams for tonight. What's the uh, team name on my left? Well, Spencer, our team name is "They Tried to Walk Me Up for Crimes I Didn't Commit." <laughs> okay, very very good. All right, and let's meet our uh, individual players, uh, starting with the uh, the man on the far left. Oh, oh, man. Hey, I am uh, Justin Swinson, and I won a softball game today. Hey, congratulations. By forfeit. (laughs) Still counts. I'm uh, James Harvey Freetley, and I launched another podcast on Arcade Audio today. What's the name of the podcast? It's called Lakeshore and Limbo. It's a tabletop role-playing game, improvised story, where it's an occult noir situation. You'll listen with your ears. <laughs> oh, you listen with your ears. Okay, that sounds great. I love that. <laughs> and finally. Uh, my name's Connor Doyle, and I want to get back to the important thing, which is that I freaking love the Muppets so Same. much. Same. Uh, we, the, the, the theme tonight is because you requested it ages ago. Yeah, it was. And I oh. got the email today, and I was so excited, and uh, it made me think of all the like dozens of times that I've seen Muppet Vision 3D in Disney World, and I want all of you to start calling me Muppet Vision CD. <laughs> For Connor Doyle. <laughs> if we win. I'm not going to do win. that. Okay. <laughs> if we win. Uh, okay, and let's meet the team to my right. What is the team name over here? Um, we are Gonzo, but not Forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. And let's meet our individual players starting on the far end here. Uh, hi, I'm Heather Scholl. Um, are we supposed to plug something? You can if you want to. Do it. Cool. Uh, I do stuff. And uh, <laughs> one of those stuffs is um, Anarchy, an improvised rock opera. And I mentioned that specifically this week because on Friday at Annoyance at 830, we're celebrating our five-year Whoa, anniversary. Oh, five years. Oh. It's crazy. Congratulations. Come this rock. will not be out by then. <laughs> yeah. We'll, 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 uh, we'll catch you on the 10-year anniversary. Cool. And in the middle here? Hi, my name is James Dugan. You can catch me on a podcast called Talk and Shop with James Dugan and Rob Grabowski. And, uh, now, who, who's on that? Uh, on that show? <laughs> yeah. Uh, different two people every week. Oh. <laughs> um, Thank God. But, uh, and also, I, I, I took ninth place in a game of Tetris 99 today. Hey, congratulations. Hey. Wow. By forfeit? <laughs> by forfeit, yeah, by bad connection. <laughs> and uh, finally. Um, uh, my name is Charlie Williams, and uh, today on my walk home from work, a dog licked my leg. <laughs> That's awesome. So That's... we all got a bunch of great things going on. Yes. Yeah. This all has right. been a great day. <laughs> this has been a great day. Let's, uh, let's start uh, with a f- the first question for the team on my left. They tried to walk me up for crimes I didn't commit. <laughs> when the Muppet Show debuted in 1976, it was unique in the way it incorporated comedy skits with inspired musical performances. 
That first season featured a song that made it all the way to number seven on the 1977 singles chart in, in the UK. Okay. Called Halfway Down the Stairs, the song was based on a poem by what famous author? Halfway down the stairs is a stair where I sit. There isn't any other stair quite like it. Number seven on the singles chart in the UK. Banger. Yeah, that's a banger. That song yeah. slaps, dude. That's, I would describe <laughs> so that as a slapper. Good. Yo. All right. So what, uh, what famous author wrote the poem that inspired this song? It was Emily Dickinson. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, do you know the, the title of the specific poem? Or the it was called Halfway Down. It well, was actually, called Halfway Down the Stairs? No. Uh, it was like the first words are halfway down the stairs, but it was actually one. So what she would do is she would take yep. these little slips of paper mm-hmm. uh, and she would actually connect them on ribbons. So they, these, this is true. They had uh, holes punched in them and they were connected on ribbons. So this was, and she would number them. So this was 76 of like uh, real, uh, like 30. That sounds too crazy to be made up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's a real. Yeah, know. it's true. Uh, also, I, I just want to clarify, you said it's by the author, Emily Dickinson? Well, it wasn't by the musician, Emily Dickinson. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I took a uh, contemporary poetry class in college. Yeah, how was that? You learned a lot? Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I got into a real rivalry with the professor. Ooh, like, oh, yeah? yeah? How did that go for you? <laughs> yeah, who well, won? <laughs> I, I turned it around by the end. He was, he was really on me. And then he, we, I came to his office, and I was like, hey, I'm doing pretty poorly in this. Like, can you help me out? <laughs> and he literally said, he was like, I think maybe you should drop this class. Ooh. And I was like, dude, I'm not going to drop the class. And so I tried really hard on the last paper, and I worked my butt off. And uh, he, he wrote no comments on the entire paper until the very end, and I saved it. I still have this. And the first thing he wrote is, so this is what happens when you try. Wow! <laughs> and I played basketball against, I played pickup basketball against that dude all the time at the, at the Aquatic and Fitness Center of the University of Virginia, and he had a freaking gray ponytail and wore goggles, and Mark Edmondson can suck my balls. <laughs> wow. Like, when, when he finally made a basket, did you just go over to him and go, so this is what happens when you finally try? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Uh-huh. That would be pretty cool. Uh-huh. So what happens there. when you don't forfeit, yeah. man. <laughs> uh, what do we think? Is Emily Dickinson the right answer? Are they telling the truth? Mm, no, no I, I don't think so. I, I don't think so. Okay, what do we think the real answer is? Uh, Bob Dylan. Mm-hmm. Bob oh. Dylan, the famous author, Bob Dylan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, the answer was actually A.A. Milne. Oh, a. A. Milne. the famous A.A. Oh. A. Milne. That's right, yeah. the British creator of Winnie the Pooh and author of children's poetry. Oh, oh. Right. Mr. Pooh. <laughs> Mr. Pooh, <laughs> if you're nasty. <laughs> so what was all that nonsense about ribbons? That, that's I, true. That is that's true. That's true. Okay, okay, okay. That was what tipped me off that you didn't know the answer was yeah. when you emphasized, and this part is true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, heard, I heard it come out of my mouth, and I was like, no, no. <laughs> my favorite part was when you made eye contact with an audience member to assure them it was true. <laughs> well, we're going we're gonna to let Harv reevaluate his... Uh, <laughs> It's tactics there. In the meantime, let's uh, go to Gonzo, but not forgotten. The Muppet Show, while a beloved American classic, is technically a British show. The show was originally picked up by British network ATV and sold to the U.S. as part of a syndication deal. That's because Jim Henson originally produced two pilots for the show, neither of which were picked up by an American network. The name of the pilot that ran in 1975 wasn't just called The Muppet Show. What was the full title of The Muppet Show Pilot? Take a queen. We mean it, man. It is no 
All right, what do we think here? What was the full name of the Muppet Show pilot? Um, so uh, the full name was Jim Hansen's The Muppets. Can I that ask a question? Actual. Sure. <laughs> Who's Jim Hansen? Jim Hansen, the, the um, Jim Hansen's brother. <laughs> oh, word? Yeah. Tell Same first name, different last name. Yeah, brothers. they had you, different dads. Come on. Have you ever had a Hansen soda? Mm-hmm. And doesn't it taste a little felty? I thought the punchline of that was going to be mmm pop. Mm, pop. <laughs> Damn, yeah. dude, that's how you get points right there. Yeah. Uh, so sorry, I, I I literally blacked out after you said Jim Hansen. Can you repeat the other part of it? <laughs> It's Jim Hansen's The Muppet Show. <laughs> Where are you looking off Hansen's to? Well, everybody's making eye contact with the same I'm audience member. Rich isn't going to save you. <laughs> he can't save you. This got... audience member keeps holding up cards, and I want to see I what they say. I for you, Charlie. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's a red dot on Charlie's forehead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... I am honestly just now realizing I cannot pronounce that guy's last name. Wow. Hansen? Hansen? Hansen. Hansen. No, you so... said it right twice, Hansen. and then wrong Hansen. the third time. And you, like, diverged into Hennessy territory. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, it's it's Jim Hen- Henson? Yeah. Henson? Is yeah. That it? But also, we get points for intention. Yeah. Yeah. No. Actually, it's, actually it's actually pronounced it's, intention. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's, it's Jam Hanson. Jam Hanson? Jam he was in the Grateful Dead. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Alright, do you think they're telling the truth? No, they're absolutely no. not. No. Yeah, that's probably true because that'd be a pretty boring answer. Wouldn't it? <laughs> uh, the answer was the Muppet Show: Sex and Violence. Holy crap, Connor, you are an expert. That is correct. That's right. It was meant to parody the sex and violence that was becoming more common on TV. Not surprisingly, it didn't really go over well in pitch meetings. Wait, that was real? That was real. Yeah, yeah, so that was yeah, the real yeah. title Muppet of the pilot. This supposed to be a joke. This, you know what? You... <laughs> There's Funny. Not, not actual any sex and violence. Trust me, I. It's like it a the Muppets SVU. <laughs> 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 All right, this next question is for they tried to walk me up for crimes I didn't commit. The Muppet Show is full of pyrotechnics and explosions, all thanks to the insane demolitions expert, Crazy Harry. No relation to Dirty Harry, the character played by Clint Eastwood in the movie of the same name. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the movie, Harry Callahan is a San Francisco police inspector on the trail of a dangerous serial killer. The movie became an international sensation and spawned a whole genre of rough-edged cop thrillers. But before the movie came out, a police department in the Philippines asked for an urgent special advanced copy. Why did they want a VHS copy of Dirty Harry so badly? Cause I'm TNT, I'm dynamite, TNT, and I will not fight, TNT, I'm a power load, TNT, watch me Alright, what do we think here? Why did this uh, Filipino police department need a copy of Dirty Harry? Well, we're split. <laughs> There's we're three of you. It's how? It's a two-to-one split. It's a two-to-one. And one is it's a two-to-one. Ten miles I wanna, behind. Okay, Spencer, we'll answer this, but can I issue a minority report? <laughs> sure. I thought you had. <laughs> um, so basically what ended up happening, they requested this video because someone was actually using the film as an alibi for their whereabouts of a crime. As in, it was like a, an actor that they arrested, yes. uh, and, and they said, no, I was filming Dirty Harry. Yeah, they Harry were like, where time. were you on this day? Uh, and they yeah, said, like oh, a, yeah, I was filming Dirty Harry. Like a background artist of mm. sorts. And yeah. how, would, uh, how would the theatrical the release uh, prove a certain date? Well, there's, there's they, at the end of the credits, they usually say when it's filmed and where. 
Well, yeah, know, but so like, you can get that. Yeah, you info. can check with that. Yeah. There's, there's, this has happened after. And that's a very specific answer to give. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I was exactly a dairy. Like. Well, then why not ask for the actual report? Why get the entire movie? Mm-hmm. Well, because you got to get it in context. Yeah, what do you want? The script? You can't, you can't grab the, well, the individual scene. They need to well, you didn't have any lines. You can't. Also, this isn't my answer. I don't agree with that. <laughs> I mean, why, not, why not just interview and, and get that alibi from the other... Uh, actors. Well, what's and, what's more cold, hard, and factual than cold, than hard video? Yeah. Mm. Anybody could. This lie. happened later. This happened with an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm as well. Sure, but, but okay. and my problem is, is that it doesn't take a single day to film Dirty Harry. The person yeah. was there. And there's <laughs> proof that they were there. That's how an alibi. I mean, you only need one for an alibi. Yeah. But still, I don't agree with this. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious, uh, Harv, what, what your answer would be. I think they were trying to solve the exact same case as Dirty Harry. I think somebody was, I think somebody was locked up and murdered in a safe, and they had to follow a series of clues. Right. So there was a, a Filipino police department that was bent on solving the Zodiac Killer. Guys, right. what are the odds but, of this? But also they needed it before the film yeah. came out, before they knew what yeah, the case was. Somebody, somebody buried it safe. They were like, we got to get this done. It's like when you mail an idea to yourself so that you have proof that you have the trademark over it. Yeah. That's probably, I think, exactly what Harvey means. <laughs> do we think this is uh, the true uh, answer? Either Absolutely of them? Absolutely not. No. No, what do no I think that answer's dirty. <laughs> <laughs> what do we think the real answer is, if you're feeling but, lucky? Before you do th- Oh, fuck. Sorry. <laughs> you burned it. Well, uh, we really talked it over, and obviously, it was a make-a-wish. <laughs> it was a make-a-wish. <laughs> what? <laughs> like the Star Wars thing. Absolutely. I don't, don't want to meet him. I just want to. <laughs> I just got to see this movie. I just want to see, see the movie. The movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, the actual answer is that they wanted to use it as a training video. Oh. So, uh, you know, in terms of answers that were closest. <laughs> yeah. We almost said Yeah, that, that was our, in, that was our in, B option. In my defense. They left it up to me to choose, and I chose Make-A-Wish. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't think existed back then. It hey, did not. You know what? <laughs> Emphatically. I know. Legitimate training. What year, what, what year did Make-A-Wish begin? It started 39 years ago, actually last Monday. Wow. Mm. I worked there. Oh, well, that'll mm. be my... Look at that. You got some more points. Yeah. <laughs> it always gets me a discount. James, James, I hope your wish was to look like a goddamn fool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which, right. which James? Because yes. <laughs> Two for one, baby. Yeah. That's right. All right, Gunk. This, this is the greatest dunk I've ever had on me. <laughs> Uh, Gonzo, I'm, not even, I'm not mad in the slightest. <laughs> Gonzo, but not forgotten. Mm-hmm. Many consider Kermit the Frog the most recognizable Muppet, but the first to take a star turn was Rolf the Dog. Rolf gained popularity by appearing alongside country star Jimmy Dean in The Jimmy Dean Show, where Rolf appeared in 85 out of 86 episodes. Though, yeah, that's right. Though Rolf remained a star, Jimmy Dean is now known more for his breakfast sandwiches and sausages. <laughs> Founded in 1969, Jimmy Dean Sausage is still going strong today. But before being called Jimmy Dean Sausage, what was the brand called? Who let the dogs out? 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 When the party was nice, the party was bumping. That used to be the theme song for the show. And then we changed it because we didn't want to get sued. Fair enough. Do you get a cease and desist? No, but that wouldn't be the first time. you didn't try. I don't think... <laughs> what do you think? What was the original name of Jimmy Dean Sausage? Uh, Jim Hansen's Jam Hansen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Jim 
Ham, Jim 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 Ham, Sex and violence. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say sex and sausage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yep. Sounds like the truth to me. It was a, <laughs> I'm going to buy in on that. Before, before selling the sausage, it was a, a training video <laughs> for what to do with the sausage. Sure. And that was because a dying child wanted to be a yeah. police officer. <laughs> it's, it's all true. Can I get it, uh, our team some bonus points with some uh, Jimmy Dean trivia? I'd love to hear it. Yeah, Jimmy Dean had a uh, a really big cameo role in the James Bond film Diamonds Are Forever, where really? he played a casino magnate. Hmm. What do we think, other team? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it's true. I'm not yeah. impressed. <laughs> Sorry, that's the uh, jury has spoken. Man, I know we're not supposed to say fuck on this show. <laughs> You just burned it so quickly. Like, burned it twice. What was that movie, Be Cool, where they're sitting oh, in the first three dude, seconds? Hell yeah. I know exactly which one. It's in. Oh. No, it's called Be Cool. It's, yeah, it's Be, Be cool, cool, the sequel to Get Shorty. Yeah. I went to see that in the theaters now. It's sort of rock. Get Shorty? It is, yes. The rock yeah. is in. He says it, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, do you think they're telling the truth? No, we do not. Oh, okay. Yes, no. we do. What do you, what do you think the real answer is? <laughs> Uh, we think we think they were called little doggies, <laughs> little, little doggies, little doggies. Uh, well, Yeehaw. The, the original name was Pure Pork oh, Sausage. Damn. Oh, what? Yeah, Simple, boring. elegant, true. We got Mitch Hedberg'd. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? It was an anti-punchline. Oh yeah, was, yeah. There's nothing to it, is there? All right. Uh, they tried to walk me up for crimes I didn't commit. Lou Zealand is a Muppet famous for his amazing boomerang fish. New Zealand is a tiny island country near Australia. In the late 1990s, New Zealand had a sudden spike in trade with Russia. Thousands of Russian women were cutting off their hair and sending it to wig makers in New Zealand who were paying well above market value for the natural human hair. Doesn't... Go ahead. In combs? (laughs) Yeah, there was some... Oh, I'm sorry, watch watch James. Uh, dozens of other countries joined in until 1998 when the wig uh, making market suddenly dried up. Why was there a sudden glut of Russian hair being sold to New Zealand and why did the practice stop? What do you think here? Why was there a sudden influx of Russian hair being sold in New Zealand? Why did it stop? Uh, they actually stopped being based on a parliament government system, so they got rid of all their need of wigs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there were those big, puffy, you know, white wigs. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Tories took over. <laughs> that just sounded like a J.K. Rowling tweet. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, so, uh, what were the uh, they they switched from a parliamentary system to what? Socialism. Uh, they Thunderdome. Well, they they have a prime minister because Ze- I know that uh, the prime minister of New Zealand like died swimming at sea. Like was lost. He used to swim in the ocean every day and then just was lost <laughs> at sea. I'm going to agree with that. Real? That's true. Yeah. 
Uh, that is true. <laughs> he works so, there. Yeah, I, uh, uh, so or the ocean? They have yeah. a prime minister still. Uh, but <laughs> oh, so they haven't minister. switched over from the parliamentary system then. Mm-hmm. Do you have to have a parliament to have a prime minister? I no. Yeah. <laughs> as, as somebody that works in a parliament, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to have a parliament to have a prime minister, but you don't have to. No, this won't work. Hold on. <laughs> Were you going with the George Hold Clinton thing there? Take a shot, man. Take a shot. Can I try? You can take the boy out of the prime minister. No, that won't work either. You, you don't need to have a prime minister to have a parliament cigarette? <laughs> uh, can we change our answer to the sausage question? Yes, you yeah. can. Can it, can it be prime minister rib? <laughs> yes, it can. Okay, be. great. Wait, what about the sudden influx? You explained why it stopped. Well, they started a parliament, yeah. and then they stopped a parliament. So the sudden parliament. I got I got Can I issue a minority report answer? <laughs> uh-huh. <again>? Sure. <laughs> uh, I think there was a huge plague of lice. Mm. Okay, uh, so if they get to give just two answers yeah. no, every time, no, I mean, they're, they're doubling their chances <laughs> yeah, of getting yeah. it right. I'm not sharing these points with these assholes. <laughs> that, that's true. I, I, if, if James ends up being right, I will split the timelines, and you will not be playing against two different teams. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, he's got to come I, up with I his own name. That, yeah. I cannot tell you how much I hope he's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do we think either of those answers is true? Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like uh, they, they didn't explain the sudden influx, so even if it was true, they only get partial credit. No, the yeah. lies. I, that's fair. That's fair. And what that's do you think good. the real answer is? <laughs> it, we we think that they, the sudden influx was because there was an influx of um, kiwi, kiwi births. <laughs> Kiwi yeah. bird births. Yeah. I'm sorry. And what? they needed the nest. Nest. They needed the hair for the nest. Oh, sure, right. The, and then okay. that's Occam's razor. They needed hair, Russian hair for wind. <laughs> yeah. 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 For yeah, yeah, kiwi yeah. Gotta be well, that everyone Russian knows shit, dude. that um, uh, they're very vain in New Zealand and they love their hair, so they would rather have Russian hair. Um, and uh, it stopped uh, because um, locks for love. Uh-huh. Um, really came down on them and took You guys are really the playing the, came down the non-profit <laughs> angle today. We are, we are, abs- we are taking Listen, down. I feel the like they just get away with too much. <laughs> okay? The international peacekeeping force locks for love yeah. came down on them. They sent the whole country a cease and desist. Yeah. <laughs> Bastards. Well, I'm surprised uh, we didn't get the answer to this. There's only one thing everyone knows about New Zealand. I, this is kind of... Kiwis? No, that's where Word of the Rings was filmed. Oh, no! They, they needed wigs Why for, Russian? They needed hobbit wigs. Um, I'm happy you asked that, James. <laughs> yeah. So when Peter Jackson began preparations for his Lord of the Rings trilogy, he wanted all the actors to have authentic-looking wigs made from real hair, even the extras. But there weren't enough wigs in the whole country or even available to order, so Jackson placed special orders with local wig makers for as many wigs as they could make. When word got to Russia, lots of women were eager to both make some easy cash and give themselves a new look. But of course, wow. when filming wrapped... There was no more need for new wigs, and the wow. industry collapsed. But there wasn't another explosion when the um, Hobbit films came out? I think they just used CGI hair. Oh. oh. That was I've, the, that I've was... been to Hobbiton, and it's incredible. Oh. Mm. You should go. The next time you're in New Zealand, check out Hobbiton. Uh, yeah, I think I'm going next week. I'll try yeah. that. Oh, you got to go. <laughs> All right, Gonzo, but not forgotten. Two of the best Muppets are, hands down, Statler and Waldorf. <laughs> Since first appearing on the TV show, these two old men have set a high standard for heckling bears. <laughs> and their standards should be high since they're both named after two of New York's legendary hotels, mm-hmm. the Statler Hilton and the Waldorf Astoria. Both hotels are famed for their parties, celebrity guests, and clean sheets. However, the Waldorf Astoria had one thing that set it aside from other hotels. What does the Waldorf, excuse me, what did the Waldorf Astoria have that set them apart from other hotels? We ain't got a hotel, motel, I 
That was uh, A.A. Milne, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> what do we think? What did Mr. the Wonderful Story have? Uh, what, what did they have that set them apart? Well, it's uh, actually a very interesting history of the Waldorf Astoria because uh, before it was known as a uh, very fancy hotel, it was more of a common man's hotel. And uh, so a lot of sailors... Um, would would come and stay there. Uh, sailors that were afraid of albatross and like other <laughs> they, were, they were afraid uh, of albatross. Mm-hmm. Have you? Uh, do you know about albatross have on sailboats? Have you seen an, an Have you albatross? seen Master and Commander? Have you never read Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner? Oh, yeah. Dude, oh, albatross, you absolute yeah. dunce! <laughs> no, no, no. I know about Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. What are they afraid? They're yeah, just going to the get albatross, up around their neck. The albatross and... is a uh, omen of bad luck yeah. uh, amongst sailors. Uh, but so uh, the Waldorf Astoria was actually, uh, in order to cater to these uh, men of the sea, they uh, were the first hotel with a swimming pool. There you mm-hmm. go. Hey, uh, Spencer, the uh, albatross was an omen of good luck to sailors. You lying dunces! <laughs> I don't know what's happening anymore. <laughs> uh, so you're saying that sailors because they were around the ocean so much, needed additional water to swim in. It wasn't like, oh, great land. They, they specifically had to get back in the pool. Uh, well, they, they, uh, it, it originally wasn't even meant for swimming. It was a decoration. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so they would just go hang out by the pool. And sailors, if once you lose your sea legs, they never return. <laughs> Very superstitious <laughs> bunch, these sailors. Yeah, now, they're, like, they're like tadpoles, now, but in reverse. Um, these pools, were they indoor or outdoor? It was outdoor. And it was just one, not, not many pools. It was the first pool. So I, it seems to me that you're suggesting that they just went and stared into the water, <laughs> wishing they pool. were at sea. Once, once you lose your sea eyes, <laughs> yeah, they never return. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that sounds right. You, you know think, think it's on the truth? That, that actually doesn't seem too far off. But it I seems don't think it's wrong. I do no. not think this is true. <laughs> but but, they're, yeah. but they're, they are wrong. <laughs> Uh, so the yeah. actual answer, uh, they had their own orchestra, oh. uh, and it was uh, creatively called the Waldorf Astoria Orchestra. The Waldorf well, that, that wasn't Hansen our answer, but we didn't get to answer. <laughs> <laughs> you said it's untrue. But it wasn't. Well, we followed it up with a Statler and Waldorfian you, zing. You, yeah, can we, can we give you know our answer? Come on, gonna, let's do it. Uh, is it a funny answer? No. Then no. <laughs> no. You didn't include that it was an underwater orchestra in that yeah. answer. Because once you lose your sea tuba. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, they tried to walk him out for crimes I didn't commit. Through the decades, we've gotten to meet not only the cast of the Muppets, but also many of their family members. From Scooter's uncle, who owns the Muppet Theater, to Kermit's nephew, Robin, the Muppets prove that Hollywood nepotism isn't just for humans. <laughs> Plenty of celebrities got their careers off the ground thanks to their famous family members, such as Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez, the Kardashians, <laughs> and every Baldwin who isn't named Alec. Not every celebrity family member becomes a beloved household name, though. Which Hollywood star has a son whose pastimes include a failed rap career and starting Twitter beef with Howard Stern? Wow, we are going very pro Maryland with this playlist. 
Pro Maryland. Uh, good Charlotte's from Maryland. Oh, is that right? So is Jim Henson. I thought this is what we were doing. That's true. Well, Jim, Jim Henson went to Maryland. He's not from Maryland. Well, he right? grew up in Hyattsville, mm, Maryland. He did? Oh, okay. He's from there. He I've was seen. born in Mississippi, but grew up in Maryland. Okay. Yep, I've true. seen the statue on the Maryland campus, and it's very cool. Mm-hmm. Has everyone been to the Maryland campus but me? I have. I worked <laughs> there. <laughs> What you worked everywhere. <laughs> Very good. What do we what do we think here? What uh, what Hollywood star it is <clears throat> Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks' son. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not Colin. Yeah. The other one. Oh. Yeah, exactly. The other one. And what's that one's name? Uh, I don't know. Mm. <laughs> Rudolph. Sorry, I don't gotta. <laughs> uh, what was the beef uh, with Howard Stern about? What wasn't it about? But Great, specific- but I'd like yeah. to know what it was about. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, th- this guy's a pretty easy punchline. Uh, when you got a dad like Tom, and more importantly, a brother like Colin, it's pretty easy to get to get ridiculed. And I think Howard Stern was just using him as a punchline. Yeah, but actually, the beef was about who the captain was. Now, <laughs> why? <laughs> there was some debate. Oh, this over is who recent. The I see. Now. This is a very recent Twitter beef. Yeah, I see. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Could, 2014. Could you um, could you take a guess at his name? <laughs> I also I also uh, love the idea of a very recent Twitter beef <laughs> as opposed to like an ancient Twitter beef. <laughs> Twitter beef of from the 80s. Mm-hmm. It's carved in the 140 <laughs> characters on tablets. Back in my day, it was only eight characters. <laughs> it's 136 dead birds on somebody's stoop. <laughs> and they're all blue. Yeah. Well, whatever uh, his name is, he, he goes to school or went to school here in Chicago. Yeah, we all know. Yeah, yeah that's and, true. And Tom was in town a lot because he was always in trouble. I'll give you some, <laughs> I'll give you some points for knowing. Do you know what? I'll give you more points if you know exactly where he went to school. I do. Northwestern, right? Yeah, okay. Okay, well, both yeah. teams knew it, yeah. but... I also yeah. know that Tom Hanks went to Sac State, and that's where I'm from. Oh, well, I, I can't verify that, so no points. <laughs> I mean, it's a simple Google search away. <laughs> no, there's uh, no way going. I'm, 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 I'm a Google search away from points right now. It's lost in time. I still uh, would like you guys to take a guess at this kid's name. Rudolph. Rudolph <laughs> Hanks. <laughs> Rudolph Nate. Hanks. Nate, Nate. Nate? No, Nate no, Hanks? Gorthaniel. It was Gorthan Hanks. Gorthan Hanks? Mott. His Mott name Hanks. was Henson. Henson Hanks. Henson Hanks. Jim Henson. Hans- Tom Henson. Tom Hanks. His name was Tom Hanks. I know where the grail is. <laughs> it was Tom Hanks Jr. Sex and Violence. <laughs> Uh, do we think telling the truth about any of the things they've said? I think they haven't spoken a true word since they stepped on this stage. <laughs> okay, uh, <laughs> so that's a that's a note. We've gotten several questions right, <laughs> but I don't think they were true. No. <laughs> <laughs> Whose son do we think uh, we're talking about here? Uh, it's one hundred percent Will Smith. One hundred percent Will Smith. Failed. Wow. Well, it was actually Tom Hanks. Oh. Yeah. That's right. Now, of course, you're, we're all familiar with Colin Hanks, but uh, there's a younger uh, son name? named Chester. Ah, I was so close. Well, knew obviously, we all forgot annoying. because we knew him by his rap name, Chet Hayes. Mm. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, say that name one more time? Chet Hayes. Do we have one was of his it? songs? Uh, we do not because his yeah. lyrics were very um, not great to listen to. Sex and, and violence. Was Sex Hayes, and is Hayes spelled H-A-Y-E-S or H-A-Z-E? H-A-Z-E, my man. I oh, love this guy so right. much. Uh, he had a Twitter feud going with Howard Stern in 2015. I, Ancient <laughs> Twitter. Chester referred to himself as a, quote, walking PR disaster. And Chester later admitted he was, quote, on a lot of drugs at the time. <laughs> How old is he? Uh, how old is he? Yeah. I do not have that information. Simple Google Let's search all guess. away, man. There's no way. It's lost to time. <laughs> it's lost to time. <laughs> like tears in the rain. Gonzo, but not forgotten. 
Despite having devoted fan bases, most of the Jim Henson Company's movie projects, like The Dark Crystal, Labyrinth, and Mirror Mask, could never really find commercial success. Which is funny, because Jim Henson's first major success with his Muppets was in commercials. In 1957, the Washington, D.C.-based Wilkins Company hired Henson to make a series of 10-second TV commercials for its line of products. Henson ended up making 179 commercials, and they were so popular that he was able to franchise them to other companies in the same field. What product did the Muppets get their start selling? All right, Gonzo, what do we think here? What product did the Muppets get their start selling? Uh, uh, unfortunately for you guys, I do know the answer to this one. Uh, we'll and see. it is the, uh, the, the product was Jimmy Dean sausage. <laughs> <laughs> or Wilkins pure, Jimmy or Dean sausage. Pure pork, pure, pure, sausage, pure pork sausage as it at, at was the time. Formerly mm-hmm. known and as Jim Henson Jim presents Jimmy Jim Dean's <laughs> pure pork sausage. If, Colon, if you guys, sex and violence. Sex if you guys could just answer for me real quick, how old is Jimmy Dean? How old is Jimmy? Well, he's dead. Mm-hmm. Got he, us. He was, turned, <laughs> he was turned into sausage. Fair enough. Oh Fair no! Enough. Oh. And then he was, and then he was, was a little so, bit of Jimmy Dean in every sausage. And then he was smoked mm-hmm. by the Bone Thugs and Harmony. <laughs> he asked for it. <laughs> Shouldn't have messed with Uncle Charles, man. I miss him. Uh, <laughs> thank you. So can you tell, like, break down the shot list of that commercial real quick? That Jimmy Dean's Muppet uh, sausage commercial. Well, keep in mind there are ten seconds, so you can do this. <laughs> But there was 107 of them, and you want all of them? 179. Yeah, I'll dude. take your favorite. Oh, I only know 107 of them by heart. <laughs> it's a lot of, this is terrible, but a lot of iterations of different Muppets interacting with Miss Piggy, who did oh, no. not, <laughs> oh, no. who did I don't not like this want going. to become Yikes. Jimmy Dean's yeah. sausage. That was the whole, that was the series, uh, was this Miss Piggy running away from different other Muppets mm-hmm. in order to protect her own life. Hence the term, or Hence the name Sex and Violence. Yeah. Yep. Right. Good joke, but that's the plot of the entire Muppets movie. <laughs> running away from a guy who sells frog legs. Um, little, little known fact, um, the movie is actually just the commercials. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot that movie was 10 seconds long. Mm-hmm. Well, it's 179 yeah. 10, 10 seconds. seconds. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Spencer, look up how much 179 times 10 is real quick. I would love to, but I don't yeah, have Google. Yeah, Google that. Google. What, 179 that, times 10? Dude, it's lost a time. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure it's 1,790. So I wish we would have got that wrong. I just wanted to see yeah. if he's yeah. going to yeah. get to the we'll Google. There's no way to know. Yeah. Yeah. Lost in time. What do we think? Are they telling the truth? They are not. We know the actual You do know the actual well, that was the actual answer, so I think they'll just uh, be agreeing with us. Uh, sorry, let me finish that sentence. We know the actual answer is definitely not the answer that they said. <laughs> okay. Uh, the actual answer is coffee. There was Wilkins Coffee. Uh, there were two puppets in the commercial called Wilkins and Wontkins, uh, and they point, one of them pointed a cannon at the other one and said, do you like Wilkins Coffee? And he, Wontkins said no, and they shot him with a cannon, and then they turned the camera to the camera and said, well, do you like Wilkins Coffee? And, <laughs> and that was the end. The rest of the commercials are even more violent exactly ways. That's really violent. Exactly dies. right. You might as well have read my, my copy here. That's <laughs> That's absolutely insane. I'm gonna give you extra points for that. Oh, yeah, dude. I, I told you many months yep. ago. I freaking love the Muppets. <laughs> wow, I'm shocked. You so, really do. Um, you know what goes really well with coffee? Sausage. Jimmy Dean sausage. Uh, yeah, sausage. yeah just dunk one of those bad sausage. boys right in your coffee. Mm-hmm. Duncan. Sausage. sausage. <laughs> it's in not a coffee. breakfast until sausage. <laughs> yeah, that was the, that was the jingle. Classic. Classic. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, they tried to walk me up for crimes I didn't commit. Throughout the run of Sesame Street, that we're going to change tack a little bit here, uh, the Jim Henson Workshop has experimented with new characters, testing them out on a famously forgiving audience. But not all Muppets are winners. Because <laughs> they're children. Well, here's the thing. If they do hold a grudge, they can hold it for longer than most of us. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, but not all Muppets are winners, and some have been downright awful. One of Sesame Street's biggest failures was a Muppet creation named Professor, excuse me, Professor Hastings. What, what was his deal? What do we think here? What was the deal with Professor Hastings? Well, Professor Hastings uh, did everything too fast. He was too hasty. Yes, uh, Hastings. And it, the, the lesson was to slow down, but he was so fast that it was just very difficult to understand what he was doing. Yeah. So it was basically like gibberish when he was on the screen. All right, there we go. <laughs> uh, interesting. Interesting. <laughs> is that a little close to what you guys were going to say? No, 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 no. You were feeling that, huh? Fascinating. Yeah, it's, it's, I just think that's not quite there. Like, yeah. it's just only a part I, but, of it. But yeah. also, I would say the number one reason that I think you're wrong is because that's what we came up with. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that can't be right. Yeah, we might, we might want to change here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a great way to find out uh, something's wrong. Yeah, but I, I would just, um, I would love to, because I am unfamiliar with this character, what did his voice sound like? Uh, I'm Professor Hester! <laughs> I gotta go! <laughs> Come wow. on! Oh no, it's, I'm dying! Yeah, he was permanently in a garbage disposal. Shut up, hold down! Don't turn it on! <laughs> hey, Spencer, I got a more important question. If the couch is a vampire and therefore immortal, is he eventually gonna get to the end of numbers? Wow, that's a really good question. I, I actually, I, Spencer, can huh. I share that I heard someone in the audience softly go, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, uh, I, I read something very interesting about the Count the Please other share. day that I would love to share with everybody. Uh, one, of the, uh, one of the ancient um, superstitions uh, about vampires is that you, you would throw rice or you would throw things uh, in front of them because they had an obsession with counting. And so you would, you would stall them by being like, well, count all this, and then run away while they were counting. Isn't it fun to think about, like, if things about vampires, these, these tropes that we have, are all based in some level of truth, there was just, like, a freaking OCD dude who, like, yeah. bit people's necks and sucked blood out of it. Mm-hmm. There's probably some truth in there. Mm-hmm. And lived in a castle. I like to think that uh, if there is an afterlife, it's just like you're in a machine and you can kind of zoom around the history of the world and just watch alternate timelines and moments. That would be on my list of things to do. I would love that, yeah. We've, we've really strayed. Um, what did, uh, did Miss Professor Hastings look like? Mm-hmm. That guy right there. He's in the top yeah, right the of the top picture. Right yeah. Oh, I see him. The, the, the people listening... The, it's definitely no, like, like Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, yeah, he looks, he looks almost saying. exactly you, like you, Benedict Cumberbatch and Sherlock, but like ten Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, you, want, <laughs> yeah. you want to try that name again one more time? Uh, yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch. Jim Hansen. Benedict Cumberbatch. So, do we think they're telling the truth? Or? No, no, they can't they're be because we've like a whole been... big half of the answer. Yeah. Oh, they are. Yeah. Which is. Oh, it was that Professor Hastings also uh, investigated violent crimes on Sesame Street. <laughs> but he did it too hastily. Yeah. And they never got just the murder. resulted <laughs> in weapons in the hands of he the was wrong a, people. He was played by Mariska and, Hargitay. Yeah. <laughs> 
and just more crime. So it was actually kind of the opposite. Hastings was an old professor who was so boring, he put himself to sleep during his lectures. Wow. Mm. That's right. The characters supposedly even bored children enough that they'd fall asleep to. Americans hated Professor Hastings, but he's still apparently very popular in European countries. Pretty much all the Professor Hastings clips on YouTube are Portuguese. (laughs) (laughs) That's a bad name for that character. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And I blame you, Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> That's right enough. We, we've reached our final question and a final chance for points. <laughs> Whoa. Gonzo, but not forgotten, this is uh, for you. You could... Um, you, you could is you it could name the point? character on screen right now? <laughs> <laughs> That's Jimmy D. Snuffleupagus! Oh, shit! Oh, uh, right for the listeners. Me. Gordon! We're not going to tell you who it is. You should have been here. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we will, we will never reveal the um, identity of the character on screen. Now, here's a question. Carol Spinney is the fame puppeteer behind Big Bird and Oscar the Grouch. <laughs> you got away with it this time, <laughs> You got lucky. <laughs> but he I'll re- get you yet. <laughs> uh, he retired in 2018 after playing the character for nearly 50 years. But Spinney came very close to having his career abruptly ended in the 80s. What deadly occurrence did Carol Spinney narrowly avoid? What do we think here? What deadly occurrence did Carol Spinney narrowly avoid in the 80s? Honestly, I can't believe that you asked this question because uh, the answer is so tragic. Um, this, so, what's it's, that? It's so tragedy? It's so tragic. Oh, I thought you said so tragedy. You gotta wait for somebody to mess up. I can't believe it. <laughs> this is my whole aesthetic. This is all I have. You got damn, it. damn, that dunk got blocked. Connor. Uh, so, uh, so, so, Carol Spinney. Spinney uh, was um, uh, uh, not only a, a puppeteer, but he was a big fan of music, and uh, he, he would go to a lot of festivals, and he would go see a lot of um, a lot of groups and bands, and he became very close with a lot of these bands. And uh, one of the bands that he became close with was Leonard Skinner, and uh, he was actually supposed to be on the plane with them, uh, the plane that went down. Hmm. Oh, that plane. Yes. Yeah, that one, not the one that landed safely. Yeah, yeah. Right. It was probably the only the ever same took two planes. Jet. Mm-hmm. Kurt, what year was that uh, fame, fame plane crash again? It was 1983. Uh. <laughs> Did that answer your question? Was Justin? he wearing, your question? Was he wearing was the question. costume okay, to all those concerts? No, uh, he didn't bring the costume to the concert because he didn't want children to get confused. <laughs> <laughs> Big Bird's not from Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, no. No. Just going to cut right to the chase, huh? You're right. Yeah. Spencer, before we give our answer, can I give... Uh, I have, like, a Muppet-related thing that's really been digging at me. Okay. And it's related to Muppet Vision 3D that I mentioned earlier. Uh, in, <laughs> Don't people th- call you Muppet Vision CD? I, I, they right, do we're back him. on good terms, dude. I'm sorry I ever dunked on you. Um, I, so I, I, for, for those of us who've, who've been to Muppet Vision 3D, there's, there's a, a part Just in... Just Connor. Okay, sure. I I'll, used to I'll, work I'll recap there. it for all of you. Happy to do it. <laughs> Uh, there's a Muppet where, where is this? Uh, where is this? It's in, it's in Disney World. In, in Hollywood Studios? In Hollywood Studios. Well, yes, in current Hollywood Studios. Formerly, formerly MGM, MGM Studios. Um, 
the uh, there's a there's a Muppet character that's kind of the, the narrator called named Bean Bunny who isn't really in anything else except I love for Bean Bunny. Bean Bunny's yeah. in Muppet Christmas, Muppet Carol. Christmas Carol. Yeah, uh, he shows up very briefly. Yeah, he is the guy who has the turkey thrown on him basically. Um, so Bean Bunny is like the narrator. Wenceslas to Scrooge. And uh, there, there's like a I forget what its name is, but there's basically like this little evil cartoon character that like sucks everything up in a vacuum at one point, including <gasps> the screen and everything that happens. Like it's a real it's a real like OG 3D gag where he sucks up the thing and then uh, everybody in the theater is looking for Bean Bunny because they can't find Bean Bunny and like some Muppets will go across the screen looking for him and the most magical part of Muppet Vision 3D is when Sweetums the Muppet walks out from backstage and goes Bean Bunny and he's got the big he's got a big cartoony flashlight in his big floppy mouth and And Sweetums is a giant red seven foot tall Muppet they cut Sweetums from Muppet Vision 3D and Sweetums does not come out anymore they play the Sweetums audio but Sweetums does does not walk through the theater and I Connor I literally yelled Connor during Muppet Vision Connor sit down sit down Connor Connor. I I won't put my shirt back on put that gasoline down Connor stop choking Spencer (laughs) Connor can I just can I just say there's a reason for that it's because he terrifies six year old James's (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Is that true? Were you scared of Sweetums as a boy? He was so scary. He chased after their car, screaming and yelling at them. I yeah. love Sweetums. Sweetums well, no, is one of my favorite But Muppets. there's one of the scariest little, you know, they have the Muppet show had the different songs that they did. Mm-hmm. Well, he does Stand By Me. And he's just gobbling up little bunnies in oh the forest. God. He's like, won't you stand by me? And then he eats yeah. the bunny, and then the bunnies are singing from inside of his tummy. And it's a little scary. So it's it's like, as an adult, that's hilarious. As a child, that's terrifying. Sweetums is terrifying and deserves to be cut. Guys, I ride Ooh. for Sweetums. <laughs> I, I want to donate all our team's points to Sweetums. Uh, if, we if, accept that. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's uh, going to be binding. Uh, Spencer, I'm Sweetums. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do we think it's telling the truth? Uh, was it the uh, Winter Skinner plane? I don't remember what we're talking I don't, about. We, yeah, I, I forgot. We, uh, we, we, we do not. We do not. Oh, we do not. Uh, I've got an answer, which is better than theirs, so I'm going to uh, give it. It's He almost overheated in his costume. Oh, interesting. Can I say what I think the actual answer is? No. I, I, think, I think I remember that there was an event where like he came very close to a helicopter blade Okay. because uh, he's so tall, Okay. Uh, and then he just barely ducked under it. Uh, no, it was the Challenger explosion. Oh, yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah. That's you right. were close with a plane crash. I'm just saying. That, Technically, they're both things that fly. That <laughs> is true. I will take that into consideration. So uh, Carol Spinney had been invited to be part of the Challenger mission to uh, encourage kids to get interested in space. <laughs> but the plan was never approved because the Big Bird suit was too big to fit in the shuttle. They oh, wanted to take goodness. the suit to space? Of course. That's right. Oh and, uh, no, that's God. where they fucked up. How? I mean... This we, is already, we already said it. We already uh, said it show without saying it. Darn it. I'm oh, out of here. Shouldn't I mean, let me burn oh, all ours. I'm just imagining what would have happened if Big Bird... <laughs> Feathers everywhere. Yeah. Well, at the end of the game... Oh, thank God that was our final question. <laughs> oh, it really gave us an opportunity really to bring up, the mood really up. Uplifting. You think I didn't do that on purpose? Uh, <laughs> somebody put who let the dogs out. I want to, <laughs> I want to thank uh, both teams. I want to thank Guns but Not Forgotten. I want to thank They Tried to Walk Me Out for Crimes I Didn't Commit. But most of all, I want to thank Sweetums for winning with 55 points. Whoa! Ah. Congratulations, Sweetums. <laughs> Harvey is taking credit for that. He's dabbing. <laughs> It's grotesque. Uh, Thank you, everyone. Thank you uh, here. Thank you at home. Have a good night. Let Sleeping Dogs Lie is recorded in front of a live audience every Monday at 8 o'clock, right here in Chicago at the Comedy Sports Theater. If you'd like to see the show live, go to cszchicago.com and use the promo code FETCH for half off your ticket price. Let Sleeping Dogs Lie is an arcade audio production. 
Find us at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at LSDL Show. Please rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. Our show is produced by Spencer Hamilton, Patrick Connolly, and Rich Camelucci. Written by Spencer Hamilton, Patrick Connolly, Connor Doyle, Rob Grabowski, Zach Mast, and Mandy Sellers. Hosted by Spencer Hamilton. Our panel this week. Connor Doyle can be heard on the Humanoid Resources podcast, hosted right here on Arcade Audio. James Dugan can be seen performing his two-person show with Gretchen Eng called James Gretschke every Saturday night from July 13th to August 3rd at Logan Square Improv. He also co-hosts the podcast Talking Shop, where James and co-host Rob Grabowski talk to a different member of Chicago's comedy community every week. Heather Scholl can be seen performing in Chicago with Anarchy, an improvised rock opera. Justin Swinson hosts the Not That Late Show, which you can catch on the fourth Thursday of every month at 8 p.m. at Under the Gun Theater. Charlie Williams performs with Comedy Sports Chicago, as well as Laugh Out Loud Theater. And finally, James Freetley can also be heard right here on Arcade Audio with his new podcast Lakeshore and Limbo, an occult noir detective series told using improvisers and dice. New episodes every Monday. Let Sleeping Dogs Lie is made possible in part by listeners like you. Check out patreon.com slash arcade audio for more info on how you can help. Thanks for listening to Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, the world's only game show. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net. Hey there, I'm Natalie. And I'm Cass. And we're a couple of geeky gals who love history. And each other. Aww. But we didn't always love the history we learned in class. You know, it often seemed to me that I lugged that big book back and forth from school in my Jansport, and it didn't even have the most interesting parts. Oh, uh, I didn't carry my books to and from school because I had a note that said I needed a copy for home and school because of my scoliosis. Yeah, that tracks. Anyway, that big edited school-approved text was fine. But it was too limited. And neat. And convenient. And you can't hear our air quotes through your speakers, but you can hear our voices and share in our bits as we present Shared History. A podcast that explores the people and stories that your history books may have glossed over. Whitewashed. Manwashed. Or left out completely. We are not historians. We're just two dumb, dumb friends and comedians. But by the power vested in us by Google, Wikipedia, and our library cards and arcade audio, we're creating a shared history. Coming July 2nd, subscribe now on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And follow us on Instagram and Twitter at SharedPod. Share you later.